Today on the show, NASA has appointed a chief in charge of aliens. With all of the recent alien speculation, is this giving credibility to whistleblowers? Or is this just a way to put NASA in the news again? I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Nerds today have no idea how good they have it. Let the nerds take over! Rise and shine, nerds. Grab your coffee, wipe the sleep from your eyes, and turn up the volume as we help kick off your day with Love Thy Nerds' official morning show here on YouTube and LTN Radio. I'm Radio Matt. I'm the director of content and resources for Love Thy Nerd. And I'm Deidre from the planet Velnar 5. Thank you for making us your daily stop for the latest in nerdy news. Now, Monday through Friday, let's get to our top story. NASA has appointed the first ever UFO chief and promises not to conceal existence of aliens. Okay. <laughs> this is from IGN.com. IGN Thank you for the follow. Codsify Live. NASA Administrator Bill Nelson has pledged that the agency will not conceal the existence of aliens if they are discovered to be the cause of an unidentified anomalous phenomenon. So it's no longer UFO. It's UAP. Unidentified anomalous phenomena. Why can't uh, we just... Why? <laughs> okay. Chill out. <laughs> you don't work in space, all right? Uh, <laughs> that it's working to investigate. The comments were made following the publication of a new UAP report, which prompted NASA to appoint its first ever director of UAP research, the, uh, whose, ident whose identity was initially kept a secret, but was later revealed to be Mark McKern. Oh, sorry. McInerney. McInerney. There we go. That's a difficult last name. Get better last names, people. Everybody in the news has some ridiculous last name. Ours are simple. Simple last names. Two, two syllables. <laughs> <laughs> a NASA worker who had previously served as liaison to the Department of Defense. So back in June 2022, NASA announced that it had commissioned an independent study to examine how the agency could improve how the U.S. government approaches the study of unidentified anomalous phenomena which for decades had previously been known as UFOs. Mm. NASA um, Administrator Bill Nelson said this at the press conference, we start this without any preconceived notions, but understanding that we are in a world of discovery and that we, NASA, have taken for the first time concrete action to seriously look into UAP. And this independent study team is exactly that, it's independent. They worked to develop recommendations about how NASA could better examine them from a scientific perspective. And the top takeaway from the study is that there's a lot more to learn. The findings of the investigation published a few days ago pointed to the poor quality of data recorded during UAP events as a major roadblock to understanding the strange encounters, meaning almost all like video clips or whatever that have been released to the public or that anyone knows about mm -hmm. just like all shaky cam footage. There's no like right. good close up shots of whatever these things could be. 
So to combat this, the members recommended that NASA use its fleet of orbital satellites and leverage its expertise in data collection, AI, and other areas to play a prominent role in a comprehensive government-wide approach to collecting data on unexplained phenomena. So, like, could this be – it sounds like to me that's like a direct line for like, hey – this is happening right now. Shoot a satellite at it. <laughs> See if you can get a bigger shot of it. Something like that. I don't know. Ooh. <laughs> uh, NASA Administrator Bill Nelson repeatedly emphasized that transparency was at the core of his agency's approach to documenting the phenomena and that it would reveal the existence of extraterrestrial life to the public if it were found to be the cause of a UAP sighting. He said, you bet your boots. We will say that said the NASA head, later doubling down by remarking what that whatever we find, we're going to tell you. However, it's worth noting that Nelson was speaking only of the intentions of his agency and not for the myriad of other bodies that form the U.S. government. Right. Right. <laughs> other people are going, excuse me, sir, we don't need to be uh, what? What alarming everybody. Right. <laughs> I really feel like this is more of him being positive that there's no aliens. Right. Like, I, don't, I mean, it's just like, yeah, yeah we're going to find anything. Sure. That, we'll or, that or it's Absolutely. like, <laughs> <laughs> that or, or it's like, they're just covering their bases. Yeah. We're totally going to tell you <laughs> whatever we find. We're going to tell you. <laughs> so we recently have had a few people come before Congress to be quote unquote whistleblowers uh-huh. on the government. Yes. Saying that we have, been hiding all yeah, this alien not, yeah. stuff. Not only that we have seen all these actual UFO sightings, uh-huh. but that we have ships that we have taken into our custody and started using like reverse engineering to make things that we use in public now, like uh-huh. smartphones and whatnot, uh-huh. so that we have non-human bodies uh-huh. hidden away somewhere. Uh-huh. Like... <laughs> Creepy stuff with no proof. Like they'll come in the whistleblower and it's like, yeah, this definitely is happening with no proof. Leading a lot of people to speculate that it's just like a a political move. (laughs) Like all of this stuff is like, well, nobody wants nobody wants to look too heavily at Joe Biden right now because we got aliens. (laughs) (laughs) Last year we had the government declassify a bunch of UFO videos. Uh Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. With again the same like rumor being like, yeah, because because they don't want to, <laughs> they don't want to get into this stuff, they don't want us to talk about the economy, and nobody cared. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was like the biggest deal on TikTok. It's like <laughs> it's like it was always skits of like government, like, hey, look, UFOs, they're real. And the other <laughs> the TikTok people were like, who cares? I can't pay for my groceries. <laughs> Can we focus on what's important here? <laughs> Uh, Tadal says, yep, and everything is hidden on Cheyenne Mountain next to the Stargate. There are people that believe there is really a Stargate. I would love that. You would love that? You'd love the Stargate. (laughs) After all the terrible things that happened in that show. (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember the time dilation episode? That was crazy. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Mexico 
just held a congressional hearing on UFOs where they presented supposed alien bodies. Ooh. I see the pictures. They don't look real at all. <laughs> they, look, they, look, they look like they're made out of stone. I don't know what they're looking at. But, I mean, we live in New Mexico. New Mexico uh -huh. is ground zero for UFO yes. conspiracy theories. That's right. You and I have been to the UFO Museum multiple we times. went there on our honeymoon. On our honeymoon, <laughs> we went to the UFO <laughs> Museum. <laughs> and it's not great, just so you know. Oh. It's a kind of a crappy warehouse also, that used to be in a strip mall. They're called the gray people, just gray so you know. People. The gray people. Gray people. Yes. <laughs> I remember as a kid renting a whole bunch of like documentary videos about <laughs> ufos and aliens and i rented like the alien autopsy video oh my god and it looked exactly like the fake alien autopsy in the ufo museum <laughs> <laughs> it was gross it was real gross they did a really good job on it i still remember it like they peel off the black part of their eye that's disgusting how old were you? Little, little very little. Oh. <laughs> like 10. Your mom. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I didn't know. UFOs, aliens, that's fun. Oh. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Area 51, of course, has been a theory since we were kids. Right. Maybe before that, uh -huh. even, of being the home of all the aliens. That's where all the stuff that's is. the most yeah. secretive base. Um, you can drive right up to it. And uh, there have been plenty of YouTubers that actually go up and just sit at the gate of Area 51. Like, they don't shoot you unless you actually try to go into the base. But right. they'll do that at a lot of bases. <laughs> right. We can go right up to the gate of ours, probably. <coughs> but if we try to run past them, they're going <laughs> to probably take measures. Um, I don't know. To me, honestly, this kind of sounds a little like gaslighting. Like, we'll just, we'll, we'll, uh -huh. we'll tell you failings exist. Don't worry. We haven't found any of them yet. <laughs> you know, that's what it sounds like. It's like, none of this is real yet. When it is, we'll tell you. <laughs> and like, eh, I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Maybe Trumbo they're having to says, come out with it. Stargate taught us what not to do. So we'd be good. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> right. Learned all of our lessons from MacGyver. <laughs> Uh, maybe they're having to come out with all this stuff because now we have all those, um, you know, you can take a ride up to space all right. things. So now they're like, oh, great. The general public is now being allowed to go to space. We should probably start easing them into the aliens that are out there. <laughs> they're going to see all of those ships that are just beyond the range of our telescopes. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> Freddie and Do the Cow says, or the government document that they released, it was almost entirely redacted. Yeah, that's always really disconcerting. They're like, yeah, here's all the information you need. Blacked out, blacked out, blacked out, blacked out. Never mind and about all that. blacked out, blacked out. The blacked out, blacked out. Oh. <laughs> oh In other news today, HBO Max cancels the most shows among all streaming services, study shows. This comes for variety. The streaming era began with the promise of nurturing shows without fears of ratings, pressure, or quick cancellations. Of course, that was a lark. <laughs> Soon enough, the streamers began slashing shows as quickly and brutally as any other Nielsen-obsessed broadcaster. And they were all flooded with the same complaint. The streamers just cancel everything. 
Nothing gets more than a season anymore. How true is that really? Mm -hmm. After all, the streamers uh, are looking for hit shows, mm -hmm. just like traditional networks. Mm -hmm. If a show gets high viewership relative to the cost of producing it, it gets renewed. Otherwise, it's canceled. That's how it's worked since the days of black and white TV. But to get to the heart of the matter, Variety Intelligence Platform and Luminate collaborated on a data exploration to determine how often the leading U.S.-based streaming and linear programmers have canceled series uh, TV series over the past three years. The new report, The Show Must Go Off, is an exhaustive statistical analysis that aims to settle one of the most hotly contested debates in the TV industry. The data covered all shows, scripted and unscripted, canceled between 2020 and August 8th of this year, 2023. The major streamers, Netflix, Hulu, Disney+, Amazon Prime, Max, Apple TV+, Peacock, and Paramount+, Plus. Overall, had a combined average cancellation rate of 12.2%. Not that much higher, but still higher than linear TV, which is at 10.8%. But the average is less than half, uh, less than half of what Warner Brothers Discovery owned Max, formerly HBO Max, has hit. By far the most brutal when it comes to canceling shows, coming in at 26.9%. Jeez. They cancel over a quarter of their shows. So or have canceled over a quarter shows, of their shows. The last one gets years. booted. Yeah, essentially. Within That's the last three years anyway. Wow. Um we used like like I said at the beginning, we used to be able to take risks on streaming shows. Shorter seasons, niche audiences, that was okay because ratings weren't the big draw. Mm -hmm. It doesn't always work out, but you it gives shows more of a chance, or at least it did. Mm -hmm. Now it's worse than normal TV. Like, mm -hmm. normal TV, most first seasons were full. Some of them were shorter to test run, but most of them were full, and they'd make it through a season or two before they got canceled. So even if they got canceled, you got 50 episodes or so. Mm -hmm. You know, it, made, it had a good run kind of thing. Um, now... Most seasons that are on streaming are 10 episodes. Mm. And so if you get 10 episodes and then they cancel you, you didn't even get to get off the ground. Right. Nobody right. even knows what the show would have been. Right. It is stupid <laughs> to cancel a show after one season instead of just trying to fix what's wrong. Like, you know how they always say it's it's cheaper to keep on a customer or keep or keep on a, a trainee and just try and fix that problem rather than lose them and try and get a whole new person. Mm -hmm. It's gotta be the same with shows, right? You've already put this much money into getting the yeah. show going. Wouldn't it be cheaper to take another season and try and fix what was wrong uh -huh. than it would be to just can it and start just from scratch with another it. thing? Like again, a reminder that I always have to give when we talk about this stuff. Seinfeld and The Office had garbage first seasons. Some of the worst. People often skip them yeah. when going through rewatches, but they are the most popular TV shows of all time. Almost. Some of them. Two of them. Two of the most popular. Seinfeld from the 90s, Office from the 2000s, still being watched, still being major draws for these streaming services. Mm-hmm. What's the deal? Give them a shot. What's Give shows the deal a shot. With that. <laughs> now, they recently canceled 
How I Met Your Father on Hulu after two seasons. And look, I'll give it to you. That's fine. <laughs> if they made it two seasons and they didn't grab everybody that they needed to grab, let them go. But first season cancellations, come on now. Come on now. Especially You're not even trying. Short. Yeah, not even trying. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You don't even care. Doctor Who's revival. Most people don't watch the first season of that with the oh, ninth yeah. Doctor. Oh, yeah. That was bad. But it's been one of the biggest revivals ever in sci-fi, which is a hard thing to do in sci-fi. It's yeah. hard It's hard to run that long in sci-fi, mm-hmm. period. Mm-hmm. Like, it's had... It's been like, what? I think that was 2005 when they came back. Maybe. It's been almost 20 years since just the revival of Doctor Who. Wow. And it's still going. Gosh, we're old. <laughs> they can't, yeah, they canceled Swamp Thing <laughs> after one episode aired. They had so much story <laughs> they could tell. Swamp Thing is one of the most classic comic book characters of all time. It's a weird one, it's a niche one, but hey, give it some time to breathe. <laughs> Our buddy Hector was an extra on, on Swamp Thing season one. He was in the background of like this ballroom scene thing where monster shows up. Cool. You see him in a lot of cool shots. Cool. But it's I just, I don't know. It's a bummer. It's a bummer. I don't like it. I don't yeah. like it at all. They don't give him a chance. They don't. Well, that wraps up today's news. We're going to take a quick break. But when we come back, Matt and I go head to head in a game <laughs> like game. So I game? there were more words than that <laughs> in a game. game in the game <laughs> and we'll share today in nerd history stick around Hector Mirai, and you're listening to Faith and Vandom 180 on LTN Radio. So if you are aware of what's been going on in my life over the last little bit, I've been running my own Comic-Con. Um, I partnered with my church and my community and some businesses and friends, and uh, we ran a Comic-Con last Saturday. And... Um, I spent a little over three months working on it, preparing for it, and um, I'm used to how much work it takes to put on a show from being involved in them and watching other people do it, and uh, I know that it's like you can't rush everything, and you have to be patient, and you have to be diligent, and you have to be meticulous, but uh, I was doing everything I knew to do. but then there came a point where after, even though I had done everything I was supposed to have done, I was still burdened. Like, I was still anxious. I was worried even, you know, not even that I was doing it right, but I was like, well, what if people don't show up? What if these people, artists and vendors, drive here and set up their booth and they drive hours to do this and people don't show up? And, like, I kept, like, even in my resting moments thinking oh no what if this doesn't happen or whatever and i wasn't allowing myself to actually breathe or rest or take confidence in the fact that i knew i'd done what i'd supposed to been doing and i'd been faithful to do the right things and i put in all the work and i feel like sometimes we do that 
even in our walk with God, it's like that we know we're faithful, but we can't really just step back and trust that God's got us and that God's going to actually do what he says he's going to do. And so we keep trying to overcompensate uh, for our own insecurities because we don't trust God to be who he is and to do what he says he's going to do. And Psalms 127 verse 2 says this, It is vain for you to rise up early, to retire late, to eat the bread of painful labors, for he gives to his beloved even in his sleep. And sometimes you need to be able to step back and say, you know what? You don't have to do all of this on your own because you know that you have a God that loves you, that cares for you, and is providing for you. If you'd like to learn more about Faith and Fandom, head on over to faithandfandom.org where you can learn about our Comic-Con ministry, podcast, memes, apparel, and book series. You can even read new chapters before they make it to the next book. I'm Hector Mirai, and thank you for spending the last 180 seconds with me. back to Rise and Shine Nerds, LTN's official morning show here on YouTube and LTN Radio. Every now and then, we like to put our nerdy knowledge to the test. Today, Deidre and I will go head-to-head in a game of Avengers comic book trivia. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. This trivia game is multiple choice, but we'll have to keep guessing if we get it wrong, meaning we could potentially earn three X's on each question. Do this to me? <laughs> like golf, we're going for the lowest score possible, lowest amount of X's. <laughs> Uh. Each of us will have five questions. Um, so last time, I answered first. No, you answered first last time. I don't remember. Yeah, you did. So this time, I'm going to go ahead and answer first, if that's okay with you. Sure. All right. So okay. I don't really read Marvel comics. The only Marvel things that you and I have knowledge of, I think relatively equally, is the movies. Right. But those aren't always comic accurate so some of these might you be... have more knowledge than you think i'm sure i have more knowledge than you <laughs> but again a lot of it's going to be informed by the movies so if they're not exactly correct with the movies then i don't know what i'm gonna do <laughs> <clears throat> all right question one which villain is responsible for the original formation of the avengers baron zemo zemo baron, baron zemo. zemo loki Kang the Conqueror or Submariner? Mariner. Submariner. <laughs> Sorry. So Baron Zemo is the guy from uh, Civil War. You remember? Is he the big head guy? No, no, no. The no. guy from Civil War. The guy that was trying to get them to fight. The guy that they thought was going to go. Oh, the guy that was in the computer? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> the guy that was back in... Um, Falcon and Winter Soldier, the Disney Plus series. The guy from... Oh, come on. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Let's not further All right. show I think how it's Loki. I, I think this. it's Loki, but it was Loki in the movie. and so, But that's the only person I can think of, so I'm going to say Loki. He's All right. right. His guardian trickster Loki seeks revenge against his brother Thor. His machinations unwillingly lead... Teenager Rick Jones to collect Ant-Man, the Wasp, and Iron Man to help Thor and the Hulk, whom Loki used had used as a pawn. 
After the group van- uh, vanquishes Loki, Ant-Man suggests that they form a team, which the Wasp promptly names the Avengers. The Wasp named the Avengers? Wow. That's interesting. Okay. okay. Who is the first Avenger to quit the team? Hulk, Iron Man, Ant-Man, or Thor? To quit? Quit. They're done. Hulk? Hulk is right. Wow. Okay. Uh-huh. In just the second issue of the original series, the Hulk storms off in a huff after realizes that the other Avengers fear his unstable personality. Wow. Okay. I mean, these are all very close to the movies. I like that. Who is the first new member to join the Avenger? Avenger. Avenger. The, the, the team. Join the video. <laughs> Captain America, Black Panther, Scarlet Witch, Hawkeye. So Hulk leaves. Hulk leaves, and, who, and then a new member joins. Who joins? Black Panther? Oh, ah. his first ex. Hawkeye? <laughs> oh, oh, come on. second ex. Did they say Captain America in the first question? <laughs> I'm going to say Captain America. Uh-huh. <laughs> issue number four the avengers discover captain america frozen in a block of ice floating in the north sea they battle with N- namor and his his elite guard they officially offer cap a place on the team which he readily accepts wow okay so he wasn't the first avenger <laughs> what the heck bro <laughs> it was ant-man really Ant-Man it was said, ant-man we need to form a team <laughs> and i'm the first member what is the name of the Avengers butler? Edwin Jarvis? Alfred Pennyworth? Benson Dubois? Dubois? <laughs> Reginald Jeeves? <laughs> that sounds like a butler name. <laughs> Benson Dubois. Dubois. Alfred Pennyworth is Batman's butler. Not that stupid. I'm a, I, I, the only butler I know in all of. Avengers dumb is Jarvis, so I'm gonna say Edwin Jarvis. Yep, that is correct. Tony Stark donates his family mansion to the Avengers headquarters. Jarvis is part of the package. <laughs> All right. Last question for me. I have three X's so far. I thought you only had two. Don't I have two? I have two X's so far. You keep doing this to yourself. Don't you? <laughs> you get away with it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <sighs> Which <Ow>. Avengers? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is stupid. This is my question. I'm going to give you a different one. Which Avenger is King of Wakanda? Black Panther. I'm going to say that you picked Iron Fist. Okay, I'll just look at myself. Then. Black Panther. How rude. Relies on of silence, science, rigorous physical training, hand-to-hand combat skills, and access to advanced Wakandan technology to combat his... All right, so two. That's how much okay. I got last time. So I'm obviously not going to beat you on this. You might. But I'm going to have a goal of at least not getting triple your score in X. <laughs> triple my score. So no, you don't want yes. six. I don't want six. <laughs> if you get five or less, it's a win. For I, you, that's right. Saying. Okay. That's right. Which villain creates Wonder Man to battle the Avengers? Wonder Man. Ultron, Baron Zemo, Doctor Doom, or Kang the Conqueror? I don't even know who that Wonder Man is. I don't either, honestly. So... And the next question's about him, too. <laughs> Oh, good. <laughs> oh, man. Um, Ultron? Dang it. Nope. 
Doctor Doom. Ah. No. <laughs> Baron Zemo. Good job. Baron Zemo bombards Simon Williams with an ionic ray to give him superhuman strength and invincibility. As Wonder Man, Williams infiltrates the Avengers and lures them into a trap. But he develops scruples when he realizes Zemo plans to kill the heroes and ultimately sacrifices his life to save them. Wow. Thank you, Wonder Man. <laughs> Number seven. Which Avenger has the brain patterns of the deceased Wonder Man? Sentry, Black Knight, Star Fox, or Vision? I'm just going to say Vision because I feel like he's that robot thing that... Yeah. Okay. Hey, after Wonder Man's death, <laughs> Tony Stark stores the brain patterns on a computer, hoping to one day he can be revived. But Ultron, an evil robot created by Hank Pym, steals the brain patterns and uses them as a template to synthesize the vision. Okay. It's interesting to see how close and yet how different mm -hmm. the storyline is to the movies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which Avenger is the daughter of Drax the Destroyer? Moon Dragon, Hellcat, Mantis, or Ms. Marvel? Mantis. Right? Mantis is the daughter of Drax? Oh, Drax is the big Drax guy. Drax is, is Batista. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought Drax the Destroyer was the father. Big, oh, the, 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 no, the that's planet e that's guy. Ego. Ego. <clears throat> Well, thanks for not just You're welcome. Me. <laughs> Moon Dragon, Hellcat, Mantis, or Ms. Marvel? I don't think it's Ms. Marvel. Um, uh, Moon Dragon? Good okay. job. As a child, Moon Dragon is driving through the desert with her parents when they happen upon the spaceship of Thanos. Thanos destroys their car, but Moon Dragon is thrown clear and survives. Although she believes her parents to be dead, she will later learn that her father's soul has been bound into a new body, becoming Drax the Destroyer. That's different than what I know from Guardians of the Galaxy. All right. <sighs> All right. Number nine. How many X's do you have? Just two. You only have two X's, baby. Okay. You're doing great. Okay. Which Avenger frequently utters the catchphrase, Oh, my stars and garters? <laughs> <laughs> Is it Beast, Hawkeye, Wonder Woman, or sorry, Wonder Man, or Vision? Oh, my stars and garters. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> I feel like Hawkeye is too cool <laughs> to be saying that phrase. Do you think he's that cool? And in we the just comics? talked about Wonder Man was created to destroy them, right? And then sacrifices himself. So right, I, I don't yeah. think he's an Avenger. Um, would a computer say that? <laughs> I don't know. The Beast. Is that what you're gonna guess? Sure. Wow. <laughs> Although he first appears as a founding member of another team, Beast is granted probationary status as an Avenger in issue 137. His run on the Avengers will eventually eclipse his original X-Men run, and uh, IGN will rank him as number seven on their list of the top 50 Avengers in 2012. Wow. Okay. I did not know that. Really? That's why I thought you were going to get that wrong, because I'm like, Beast is an X-Man. He's not an Avenger. Oh. <laughs> Boom. All right. I did it. Deidre, you have the opportunity to just tie oh, me here. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> Too much pressure. When, the last question, when the Scarlet Witch is driven mad, which Avenger does she kill twice? Hawkeye, Ant-Man, Jack of Hearts, or Vision? 
Now, in the movies, Scarlet Witch and Vision are like an item, right? Mm -hmm. But she has to kill kill him. him. Mm -hmm. Does she kill him twice in the movies? I mean, not in the movies, but like, kind of. Kind of? I don't know. Yeah. I I wouldn't count either of them killing him. The WandaVision thing? I mean, she had to... She just had to, like, erase him, essentially, from existence. I mean, that's... but Erasing something from existence is killing it. I don't, I don't think that's killing it. Because <laughs> this is when she's driven mad. That uh, This implies murder. This doesn't imply, like... I'm going to say vision. Okay. Ah! Tried to warn you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Let's know. do Hawkeye. <laughs> Uh, yeah, okay. okay. And Avengers right. disassembled in the subsequent House of M. The Scarlet Witch has the memories of her children erased and then returned to her, making her lose grip on reality as well as her powers. Not only does she cause the deaths of Ant-Man and Vision, but she gets Hawkeye killed twice. So she killed them all. Ant-Man, Vision, and Hawkeye. Yeah. But Hawkeye twice. Yeah. Okay. I've heard about House of M, um, but I've never read it. Wow. <clears throat> Uh, Trish, yeah, Trisha would have said the same thing. <laughs> I probably would have said Vision, too, if I'm going to be honest. Uh, Radiant to the Cast says, you guys need to go watch Avengers Earth Mightiest Heroes show. Okay. I'm assuming that's more close to the comics. Uh, There's a lot of interesting stuff, though. This makes me want to read the comics. Oh, what? Yeah. Anyway, I can't afford that. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I win, but by not a big margin. Yeah. Yeah. Two to three. I'm, I'm proud of just yeah. three X's. I'm, I'm really, proud of you too, honestly. I thought I was going to get a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's wrap up the show. It's time for Today in Nerd History. Today in Nerd History. Today's date is September 20th. In 1996, Kirby Superstar released in the U.S. This classic platform game features nine different adventures and two minigames, where Kirby can copy his enemies' abilities and create helpers to assist him. In 2002, Firefly premiered. This science fiction television series follows the adventures of the renegade crew of Serenity, a spaceship that travels the galaxy in the aftermath of a civil war. In 2011, New Girl premiered. This is a sitcom about a quirky teacher who moves in with three men and her best friend and their hilarious adventures in love and life. In 2019, Untitled Goose Game released for PC. This is a surprisingly popular game where you play as a mischievous goose who annoys the people of a village with your pranks and honks. Find out more nerdy facts about today's entries at lovethynerd.com slash nerdhistory. We hope you have a fantastic day, and we thank you for making Rise and Shine Nerds a part of it. Catch us every weekday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern on YouTube or at 8 a.m. and 10 a.m. on LTN Radio. You can also subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app or through the Love Thy Nerd YouTube channel so you can catch up on any episodes you missed. And tell us what you think of the show via our socials at Rise and Shine LTN on Facebook and Twitter. Once again, I'm Radio Matt. I'm Deidre. And as always, a reminder. Jesus loves you, nerds.